Welcome to another episode of After the Film, the show where we uh, see a movie on opening weekend and tell you whether or not you should see it. Uh, we're a bit late for this one, but it's okay. Uh, this week we're talking about uh, the Batman, and we actually have a couple special guests joining us. It's not just me flying solo this time. Uh, so before we actually get into our review, by the way, our very spoiler-filled review, uh, if you haven't yes. seen it, don't listen to this. Uh, or, or if you don't want spoilers, don't listen to this. Before we do that, let's introduce who's actually here with us. You just heard one of them speak up, and that's uh, Miss Not Cool Co. Uh, Lauren, hello, say hi. Hello. Great. How's everyone doing? Um, yeah, they can't they can't respond to you because this is a podcast. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> and then we also have uh, Mr. Art by Colin, aka Colin Schlicht, over there. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And finally, uh, Foolish Gents, uh, it's Jake. Hey! <laughs> I'm happy to say it's Jake because I feel like Jake's name comes up on the podcast. For those that don't know, Jake and Lauren are like, I guess, related. You could say what? that. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. You can't just tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all t- super talented artists, by the way. Each one of them, you should check out the work. We'll remind you of their uh, handles, uh, you know, in the outro. Um, but that's enough about them. Now we're going to talk about uh, the Batman. Uh, this is the latest film from Matt Reeves, just shy of three hours long. This is one of those films that mm-hmm. I would psych myself up for so much that I would have to pee in the first fifteen minutes, and I just know it because I would be so <laughs> like, I don't anticipating know, anticipating the length. <laughs> I know, like I don't. I definitely had like an issue with this because we went out to dinner beforehand, and I had like a giant beer at Dave and Buster's. Like, <laughs> oh, you had, and I feel like beer loops it up even more. Like that's the wrong move before a three-hour. But film. it was such a good movie. I held it all the way through. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I I did this. So this is just shy of the runtime for um, um, the the Infinity War, whatever it was. Again. Yeah, in game. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, it, that was what, came out years ago. <laughs> three hours and four minutes, I think, is the runtime on that one. So, like, it's not a huge difference. And I remember, I remember, like, I I went to the bathroom like thirty minutes before, and then I waited until like they're they're you know they have credits, and then they have like the promo for the theater, and then it starts. And so during the promo, I went again, and I was like, I'm gonna be yes. great. Uh, still didn't make it through the film. So I just need to not think about it. I need to not think about it. Um, okay. Yeah, you, don't, you don't feel the time at all, though, in this one. He uses every yeah. minute wisely. And that, and honestly, like, because um, some people okay. have complained. I say complained. <laughs> There's been some criticism about the runtime, <laughs> yeah. but not from any of the people that I've spoken to. All the people I've spoken to have said the exact same thing. That you I was don't like, feel Jake it has something to say. I, I'll, I'll be yeah. the one of the one person who will say it is too long in here. Then we'll we'll, we'll yeah. have one. Perfect. <laughs> we are split. Good, and we're gonna learn more about that. I'm gonna real yeah. quick read the the like the two or the one sentence synopsis for this film, and then we're going to uh, we're gonna jump in. Um, when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham. Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Dun dun dun, brooding. Okay, great. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's do this. We're gonna flip it this time. Normally, we would get into some of the details about the film, and then at the end, we would like uh, when you're talking about a franchise that's large, we would do like comparisons and ratings and stuff like that. We're gonna flip it and start with some of those rankings first. And I know that y'all have already been thinking through this before today. But for mm-hmm. each of you, I want to get an idea of. Uh, so we're specifically talking about live action films. I, w- I want to make that clear. So this mm-hmm. is li- the, like all the 
people are human beings and you can see their faces. Um, live action films. <laughs> that was so much better than the earlier iteration. The, the human flesh. bags. <laughs> yeah, last time I said um, flesh bags. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I want to hear, there's two pieces of this because they can be separate, which we've talked about recently. One is where this film falls in your ranking in terms of the other live action Batman films. But two is where this Batman falls in that ranking as well. So let's mm -hmm. start. Uh, let's just kick it off with Lauren. Lauren, uh, jump okay. in. Okay, let's start with, I guess, like where I would put the movie. Should we all do this first and then maybe Batman's? Great. I, okay. Perfect. Sure. Let's do it. Kicking off uh, where I would rank this one. I put it as a solid number two. Um, I'm going to go with Dark Knight above it. I think that movie is really, really good. And nor we wouldn't have this movie had Dark Knight and Batman Begins not happened. And I think like Batman Begins and, and Batman Returns would be pretty close also. But like this, I really thought this was a good movie. So I'm going to go for number two. Wow, that's strong. That's a strong start. Colin, you look like you completely disagree. Uh, that's no, fine. Not, not completely disagree. Uh, I'll just list my top five real quick, um, and I'll start with five, <laughs> just real quick. And I'll well, I'll tell you that it lands on number three out of five for me with live action. That's not that's not crazy. I'm not crazy. No, not at all. <laughs> so I'll say five is uh, Batman Returns. Number this is gonna rock your world. So number four is The Dark Knight for me. Okay, Even sure. I saw The Dark Knight like eight times in the theaters when it was out. Love that movie, um, but. The Batman kind of rose above that a little bit after I watched that the the second time. And then 89 is number two. Uh, nostalgia all the way, and it still yeah. holds up. And then Batman mm -hmm. Begins is my absolute number one top favorite. Okay. Nice. Jake, how do you We have about almost that? the same top five, just in a different order. <laughs> I would, um... <laughs> Makes sense. I think I'm going to disagree with you. I think I'd put this as my, my favorite Batman movie. As as well yeah. as my favorite Batman. Um, That's great. nice, nice. I, I do have to qualify that though. We are talking live action. I do think it's worth saying that like my intro to Batman, the most Batman I've ever spent any time with, is Kevin Conroy, and yeah, like I don't man. think you can talk about Batman without bringing him up because like I read the comics, I hear his voice. It's like animated mm -hmm. Batman for me is what I compare all live action Batmans to. So like that is that yeah. is my basis for all of it. But this is your yeah, favorite in fair. both categories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that the nice. uh, Colin and Lauren? Is it might be a recency else? bias. Um, yeah. I am having a harder time ranking him um, as like what would be my favorite Batman. Uh, it's it's interesting because this take is much more Batman, less Bruce Wayne. Um, so like it's hard to judge like both sides of that, which is usually I think an easier way to make that decision. You know what I mean? Because like there's two roles you have to play. So maybe just like in the balance of it all, I still like Christian Bale would be really high up there. But this one, this one really competes. I really think this was Definitely. like I I wrote in my notes earlier. This Batman, Batman, so hard. Like they're just, I, he really just like embodies like what Batman is when he's Batman, but doesn't know how to do much else than that. Well, I think even just like separate from the Batman of it all, this Batman has more of a journey to go on in the movie than any Batman we've seen. He doesn't start yes. off with his morals so solidified that there's nowhere for him to go. And he's making some mistakes at the beginning of the movie. And I think that's really where I come back to like, this is the most interesting Batman we've been given. 
yeah, yeah definitely. The moral I'm code. I'm so excited to see where this goes too with more. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to second Jake on the Kevin Conroy thing. I think, uh, yeah, he's he's absolutely awesome. And it was a dream of mine to actually meet him and get an autograph and stuff. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I agree about the the Batman, his arc, the journey, basically from being the living shadow or the shadows into the light by the end of the film uh, mm -hmm. is really interesting. He can't help but be Batman. He's Batman at all times. And that was one of the kind of controversial things about uh, this portrayal is that mm -hmm. he's he's Batman at all times. You don't really get the Playboy Bruce at all. Like he's in the yeah. cave. He's still got his his war paint, his uh, his uh, like the ice mirror on because mm -hmm. he's just he can't help but be Batman. You know, he doesn't know any other any other way. He's well, got to force really himself to be Bruce. We don't really even get a sense of what this Bruce Wayne is about. I mean, we get the one scene at the funeral, but it's like we really don't spend enough yeah. time with him in that world, I guess. And the relationship with Alfred, it's so about Batman that even yeah. that, I don't even yeah. know if that's really Bruce Wayne or the Bruce Wayne persona. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think, to be fair, that this Bruce wants to be Bruce. He wants to be Batman. Like, he, he doesn't yeah. want to deal with all the normal stuff. Like, he doesn't care about it. He doesn't even care about, like, hygiene enough to, like, take off all the makeup when he is like, you know, going to see other people. Cause he's just, that's what he cares about. Yeah. And that's in stark contrast to Bale by the end of the trilogy where yeah. he no longer wants to be Batman. He wants mm -hmm. somebody else to take up the mantle. He understands why there needs to be a Batman, but then this version is like, he just wants to stay that way. And he knows that there's a reason to do so. So I, I just appreciate that kind of deep dive into the character. I, yeah. I want to say we are uh, we are actually streaming this on Twitch, even though you're hearing it as a podcast. And uh, uh, apparently, y'all say the word Batman way too much. Uh, that's I, I, that's what I've learned. But Batman's got a Batman. Yeah, literally, Batman. Literally Batman. Batman. <laughs> Martin said that's the note she wrote, right? That's like yeah. It. Uh, I do want to the Dark Knight, the Living Shadow. We'll mix it up. We'll get yeah. We'll <laughs> mix it up. I do want to we'll go up and say uh, Kate Carlton throw in her threw in her list of films uh, into the mix. Uh, she said Tim, Bur Tim Burton's Batman, uh, Batman Returns, and then uh, the Batman for her top. And then Andrew mm -hmm. Sale just gave a shout out to George Clooney's nipples, which I like. I totally get, like for sure. Well, um, with this group, how malaligned is Batman and Robin? Because I, I don't hate that movie. I don't either. I think like it's very it's cheesy, but like it's fun. But, but you and I grew up watching that when we were like young enough that it was like not. I wasn't taking movies as seriously, so it definitely has some nostalgia points. <laughs> I, I need to go back and think what's the first Batman film I saw. And I'll I'll say this. I'll do this because this is dropping on Monday. Wednesday will be our next Pop Culture Roundtable. But if you're listening to this on Monday, you can catch our record of that Monday night. I will. We're going to have two conversations on Monday night. One is that we are going to rank Batsuits. We're not going to do it here. We're going to say that oh. for Monday. And the second thing we're going to do, uh, I'm gonna between now and then, I'm going to figure out which Batman film I saw first uh, and like, <laughs> put that together. Because I actually have a ton of nostalgia wrapped up into those early Batman films. I, I don't actually mm -hmm. hold, um, I mean, I, I, uh, the, the Christian Bell Batman <clears throat> films are, are held in pretty high regard, but I, I don't know that on a mm -hmm. rewatch, those have stayed very strong to me. And I certainly don't feel the wow. nostalgia for those that I feel for the <laughs> even earlier Batman films. So, but we, we'll, <laughs> well, that's another topic that we'll get into. Let's go ahead and jump into, yeah. uh, uh, like, Highs and lows. Let's start with your your like big likes 
um, so whoever wants to jump in, like, what are some of the the scenes or this or or moments in this film that? Uh, I apologize for any Gotham City sirens going by. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Jake <laughs> yeah. is literally in Gotham City right now. But but yeah, what are the scenes, the moments, the 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 pieces of the film that just really that were the standouts for you? Colin, you go first because, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll start. Um, I think the highlight of the film for me for sure is just Robert Pattinson's performance as Batman. Um, mm-hmm. I knew he would be great. A lot of people were unsure about it, but then I've seen movies like The Lighthouse and Good Time, and because uh, mm-hmm. I knew he had the chops to bring it. And um, yeah. so it's pretty cool that he was able to prove himself in the role, and people were like, man, he's he means business. So uh emotionally complex and deep uh i love the voice his batman voice is great yeah and uh the fighting technique feels real raw and like calculated and emotional and uh just the understated kind of nuances in the performance like you can really get the emotionality like the emotions through the mask like through the cowl and you Mm -hmm. don't really you've never really seen that before and um just even when he like he's he comes out of the cave and he's getting dressed and stuff and he comes downstairs and it's too bright for him so he has to put on shade you know that was just (laughs) incredible he's still still a vampire remember yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and so and a major note on that a lot of people have been saying that he's emo you know and just like i I wouldn't say he's emo i would say he's grunge like because Ah. that he was he was inspired by um well, Matt Reeves was inspired by Kurt Cobain and the grunge era for this Nirvana. Batman. Yeah. So yeah. So that I think sense. he embodies that mm-hmm. for sure. So love yeah. him. I mean, they 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 just it's it's weird because they lay the like I am the shadows stuff on so thick at the beginning with this Batman. It's but it was it's cool. Weird thing of like Rorschach was made to kind of make fun of Batman, and now it's coming full circle where Batman has kind of like become Rorschach level extreme. In this version, yes. yes, yeah, he's actually scary. I, I I liked that they made Batman pretty scary, and that like the music cue for him even was very similar to the Imperial March. You know, it was like this big, mm-hmm. booming, scary music. It was not like the kind of fun, like you know, boisterous, da da da, da like none of that. And mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's not necessarily like always a good thing when he shows up. Like it is scary, and then <laughs> yeah. like. A big overall point that I would love to point out early is that like it was great that to have a movie where we just jumped in and they didn't re-explain anything. Yeah. Nothing. We do not see the pearls in Crime Alley. You don't even see Batman and Gordon meeting each other, just jumps into all this stuff. And you know, and like we're at the point where the villains have their own spin-offs. We don't need this explained to us anymore. So exactly. I loved, loved, loved that. Yeah. And just the effective use of the voiceover. That adds yes. to that noir yeah. vibe and the and the journaling and everything is you've never heard that before in Batman. So that was a so really clever way to too. yeah yeah it was a really clever way to to give you that backstory, really catch you up to year two, and so bam you're in the you're in it right away. So yeah, love that. And I love yeah. this like time placement of the like year two. And we kind of started to say this before where it's like. He hasn't quite figured everything out. He's still making mistakes and he has a lot of like room yeah. to grow and be a better Batman, you know, because he's still just learning a lot. For sure. I mean, there, there was a bunch of like tiny little things this movie did that like I just became obsessed with by the end of it. I thought it <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. Anytime anyone called him vengeance as a name, 
Like yeah. it just yes. made me chuckle a little bit. Like it sometimes it was sarcastic, sometimes it was serious and real, and it was just all <laughs> over the place. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, I I love that this Batman is just a straight up weirdo creep sometimes who like hangs out in a cave and watches videos of the girl he has a crush on. Um, <laughs> yes. Because he's probably a weird virgin that never grew up. Um, and, yeah. And then last point here is that I love how sexy this film was. That's maybe a weird thing mm-hmm. to say, but <laughs> sure. I feel like so many yeah. things yeah. in the Disney world get kind of like neutered on the romance plot lines. Mm-hmm. And this movie which is about a guy in a leather bat suit and a woman in a leather cat suit. Like, let it get kind of kinky and weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely think it also, like, there's always the comparison of, like, Batman and the villains really are, like, on the same page. And it's like, you see the Riddler, like, watching people the same way Batman does in this movie. It's, like, leaning into the, like, there is some creepy aspects of this job that aren't just, like, fun and glamorous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I like I like the fact that he just, cut, he lurks, you know, like, around the, cl- yeah. the crime scene and stuff. His his presence is really felt. And just the POV shots, uh, the camera, you know, going into the crime scene and the, and the cops are like, who is this guy? You know, you really feel yeah. it from his perspective. But you take him seriously still because he knows what he's doing. And he solves yeah. everything before everybody else. And so it's pretty cool. So how much of um, what you love about this film is Pattinson's performance versus just the direction that, that he was given versus just the, the way it's uh, cut and edited together? Like are these things just work in such a clean synergy that you can't separate them? Or is there one of those that's just a standout? I mean, my, my listed favorite thing about this is like, this is the IP playground that Matt Reeves gets now because um, mm-hmm. I loved Cloverfield, which in my yes. head is a weird movie. I always link with the dark Knight because it came out the same year. And that was kind of like the birth of viral marketing. And mm. in a yeah. weird way, like that version which of the Joker, up all the stuff that they did. Yeah. And it's very dark similar and all that. Yeah. To, to what they're doing with a lot of the stuff in the Riddler and the movie in this one. But I mean, he took Planet of the Apes, which is not something I really was very fond of. And, and made it into one of the most interesting franchises. Yeah. And now he has like the coolest toys to play with. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's great. Like this is probably his best movie and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely his vision. And I don't think that there would, it, Pattinson is just such a good fit in this world. Like there's no way that the Ben Affleck Batman would fit in the same way. He's twice the size. He physically just could not. <laughs> literally, he literally would not fit. No. Yeah. <laughs> I kept trying to picture uh, yeah. that too, knowing that that almost happened. And it's like, no, yeah. just doesn't really work in my head the same way. It would change it so much. Like even just their ages is is like so different that it it changes the character quite a lot. For sure. Because like if he was still figuring it out at, at Ben Affleck's age, like that would be really confusing. Like <laughs> after so, we've seen him in the other ones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I hate that some of those um, franchise, not franchise, but but some of those films got cut short. Um, but I don't feel the loss of losing Ben Affleck as Batman. I mean, there there were things that I I did enjoy, like there were like elements, but there were never enough elements that I wish we had gotten more. Um, there are there are other characters that I feel like got the short end and the, and that we lost out on, but no, it was yeah, it was never Affleck. 
Um, I, I'm kind of with yeah. you. No love lost. I like Ben Affleck as an actor a lot, but yeah. he never really got to do anything interesting with it. And the freaking yeah. I will say it, that it like was... sand suit he had that we see in like one like dream mm. flash oh something was like that so cool, badass. Yeah. That, like it is cool looking. DC has this problem where they'll put trailers for movies that you're not watching in the middle of the movie, and they seem like better <laughs> movies. And yeah. that was a great yeah. example yeah. of that. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Can I watch that film? Yeah. 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 Nightmare Batman is killer looking. And mm-hmm. I will say that there was uh, just recently, I just saw it a couple of days ago. There was some concept art for what his suit would have looked like uh, if had Bat, uh, Ben Affleck been playing Batman. And it was that's interesting. Oh, so sick, dude. But oh, OK, man. Yeah, it was it. it was so sweet. Um, yeah, but then, like they've just gotten better at making it look like you can actually move your neck. And it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it was. I like real, the way that they did this one. Yeah, the, exactly. The cape yeah. in this movie was the only thing that confused me because he does fly. It doesn't need the cape, and then he also gets dragged by the cape, like incredible style mm. at the end of the movie. I know, and no would have a fit for sure, but it, it just like it's like such a, a part of slicker. Batman. You can't get rid of it. I feel like, yeah. like if he had it no cape, cool. it would no, just it, be Daredevil. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like the football player that doesn't cut his hair, but like people can grab him and like pull him to the ground by his. I can't remember his name right now, but it's like. Just cut the hair, man. You'll save yourself some oh, problems. Yeah. Just, just yeah. cut the hair. Um, Andrew does, by the way, Andrew's hanging out in chat right now, and he says hey, uh, Affleck is the best Bruce. And he that's not a uh, ironic or a joke or anything like that. He's being serious. Mm-hmm. He he loves him as like him. as the, the yeah. Bruce Wayne character, as the the you know, incredibly rich socialite uh mm-hmm. business owner. Yeah, you yeah. I think you believe me, that the... like Wonder Woman would consider him when he flirts with her. Like <laughs> there's a chance there. Like <laughs> Well, but I, I still feel like in that category though, I still think the Bale movies had a better written version of Bruce Wayne. Like I mean he got to you know, that scene where he like goes in the hotel and is like, I'm gonna take a swim in this fountain. Yeah. I'm like, that was like it's not quite yes. uh, Robert Downey, Tony Stark, but it's like they were trying to play that up a little bit in the script. Well, uh, yeah, and it's funny because I like in that one where it's exactly. like he's he's also still like just doing that to like that's his excuse to like get out of the house and like have something to do but and like cu- like distract people from being Batman so it's like all this like secondary character as well like mm-hmm. I do think that that's a great Bruce Wayne version. Affleck's just got some swagger though. Like I I'm, oh, I'm with time, all these yeah. people saying this. I'm like I I I get it. Like I think that in the right setting he could have done great in both roles. Yeah. Yeah. And- yeah. So bringing it back to Pattinson, I think that he could definitely embody that if he needed to, like just say in the in the upcoming films, uh, mm-hmm. if there's a if there's a reason, there is really no reason for it in this film. Like he's he's not going to no, be no. Swag Daddy Bruce Wayne at a funeral. Like he, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and that's, that's the only time he pick up women. Turns into wedding crashers. <laughs> the only time he comes out is as Bruce. The rest yeah. of the time he's Batman or he's in the cave. You know so. Um, yeah. But maybe the, but I do miss that Playboy billionaire Bruce, and I, I think he could definitely pull it off should the situation situation warrant it. You know, so I mean, I it's know, funny because like, Robert Pattinson is known, <laughs> but but Robert Pattinson is known for being like a teen heartthrob. So like he can he has this in him, and like I think in the next definitely. movie it will be fun to see him do this. <laughs> I kind of yeah, liked sure. like hunched over, creepy, like pale. I'd never see the sunlight, Bruce Wayne, like. Yeah, Hermit Bruce Wayne that we get here, like this is a really fun version of this for me. Uh, it's not what we're used I'm to seeing. I'm not disliking but... <laughs> it, but it, I think that they'll maybe a little bit push the swing back to a slightly more normal person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So, so in that case, what what are you disliking? 
What like what what are the what are the okay, parts yeah. in this film that were just uh well, misfires the, or just didn't live up to something like Pattinson's performance? I think the Bruce Wayne of it all is actually to me hits on the thing that I had the most problems with was the film trying to put real world politics in a in a movie about a guy dressed in a, a bat suit. Um mm-hmm. because like the message is about uh you know, like if you put Batman on paper. It's not an argument that works well today. It's he's a one percenter. He's he's a rich guy. He's been he's had a silver spoon, and he goes and beats up low level criminals on the street. It's not yeah. a good look. It's just not a good look any way you spin that. And and I think this movie tries to like critique that, but then at the end, specifically in just the last thirty minutes, like hard pivots back to nope. He's our savior. This is our guy. Some cops are good cops. Don't worry about any of the critiques we just had. <laughs> uh yeah that's there's a lot buried in that um real quick uh bigfoot kick who's in chat just said too long which i know jake you mentioned mm. that the length mm-hmm. was an issue too i i felt like they kind of well patrick to i mean you guys can i can talk about this but i feel yeah, like they yeah. had the big showdown with the riddler is a is a conversation Riddler's a thinker. That's such a cool idea. It's just yeah, this, like scene in the jail yeah it's a battle of the mm-hmm. minds and that is the big brawl with the villain. And I feel like the movie got scared that they didn't have a big third act blockbuster set piece. So they just literally blow up the city to make one. And it, and it bugs <laughs> me that that's never really dealt with in any way. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely see like where that the movie could have wrapped up with that conversation for sure. But I did, I was like pretty excited when the like twist is revealed that there's like a whole nother chunk of movie coming and like you, like the plan is not done with yet, and you, then they have to see out this like last part, which was quite exciting. And then it, there's that moment where like he's leading everyone with the torch is like super, super going to be iconic forever from this movie. And so really it's like cool. I don't want to say that I didn't like anything that happened in that like fourth act, you know, or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. and and like I was down to hang longer. Like I was excited that we we got to see some more, but. I, I can see what you're saying. And like the, there's time to deal with the flood in the next movies. And like, I mean, Gotham is like touched forever by the events of this movie. They're, they don't just like come back from this quickly. Well, this, is, this is the same thing that I thought we got over with. You know, like I feel like post 9-11, we had a lot of these superhero movies and with a hero falling over a completely destroyed city being like, I saved the day. And yeah. I feel like we kind of got that again. And I don't know. I just thought we would we'd like learn to think about it a little more. Um, I think that's fair to say for sure. I think that at least they like it, they did try to say like we we have things we want to do. Like they pointed out ways that like he can be helpful as both like Batman and Bruce Wayne in like helping the city recover, you know, and what comes next. I felt like that was implied. So I, like I feel like that I feel like yeah. yeah. I think they're they're trying to get there. I just saw well, like I, the brother sister moment the way y'all both like. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happened in a big way. Sorry, go ahead, Colin. Well, let me jump in and I think um just this movie is really just trying to show the Batman and his arc as a character and where he's at and like the fact that he really is a good man. You know, mm-hmm. because he could easily go down the other way. You know, he could yeah. easily fall into the evil camp, but then he does genuinely want to do good and he's willing to learn and he's willing to grow and he's willing to, and he's an imperfect person and, but he's mm-hmm. still wanting to, to do the very best he can do as Batman or the Batman, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, and then what I'll say, I guess more in my first viewing, I was expecting a little bit more of like that rip roaring kind of 
uh, crowd pleaser. Um, and it really wasn't that. Um, but then that's okay because it's a detective movie. Yes, and for the most part, yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I enjoyed it so much more the second time because I was able to just really sit back and just no expectations. I knew what I was going to get and that I caught a whole lot more and I was really Mm -hmm. able to enjoy that Batmobile sequence. Holy smokes, y'all, like that, yeah, Batmobile rips, dude. (laughs) And and just worth going to IMAX to see the Batmobile chase, incredible stuff. Um, so I could have used a little bit more Batmobile, you know, that first time or mm-hmm. something like that. I wanted a little bit more Alfred and Bruce interaction. I said that too, especially yeah. because this version of Alfred is actually quite different than any other version we've seen either. It's the only one where he's like not totally gray haired and old and frail. Like, seems like he can kind of like do Does some he stuff. Say he taught him how to fight too. In exactly. Line. Like we I get hints he did. of some stuff that, you know, he, he was Yeah, like- so... You believe it yeah. for Mandy Circus too. I mean, yeah. his performance is excellent. As I love him. Just so. supporting cast. Yeah, yeah, I was like, we haven't really talked about it, but I was like, John Turturro and Jeffrey Wright and and yeah, uh, Billy Kravitz, the Kravitz. Like villains. they all, everybody, like yeah, the Penguin, Colin Farrell in this role. Yeah, I, I do that as a a little bit of a. It's it's. I feel like you got to talk about the fat suit of it all. Like uh, yeah, I was like, let's talk about Colin Farrell's Penguin because like there, it, it's weird for multiple reasons. Like number I, one, I love the like, performance. I don't think anybody yeah. is going after the performance. It's a ton no. of fun. It's just the question. Why around, like, would you cast hot, hot, hot Colin Farrell to be this? It doesn't look like him. It doesn't sound like him. It's like completely unrecognizable. So like what? I wonder what the like thought process was of like we're gonna take Colin Farrell and make him this dude. I mean, I think <laughs> the thought process is he doesn't give bad performances, so like let's work yeah. with him. And you're um, gonna get an Oscar yeah. for uh, yeah, makeup. Exa- so I I, <laughs> I think for more me, it's more that like I don't know if the weight added on to the person really adds to the character. There's been versions of the Penguin where he's not large. Like I don't. It's just it just seems like a weird thing. Like thought, I thought we'd kind of like you know. Years ago, I thought this was like a thing of just like shouldn't really do this, don't really need to do this. Like just well, it might have been really interesting um, to see him as Colin Farrell. Like, what if he did I, look like that, and they still call him the Penguin, or you know, and like for the series, I would, well, I, I would guess that they might still dial it back for the series stuff. or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't, there's I don't know. Uh, we'll there's see. An yeah, um, yeah. We'll see. I, I it, am curious that to see more of him in the show. Like, I don't think he was in the movie a lot. And it honestly felt like a little like there might have been more planned for him. But knowing that there's a TV show, it's like, oh, no, no, you were like laying the bricks to make him like interesting enough to do that with, which is OK. I for like sure. I'm always like, oh, keep it in the movie a little more. But like if they knew this at that time, that's different. And who knows what they cut? I mean, someone talked Colin Farrell into doing a gangster show and that's going to be a spinoff yeah. from this movie. So we all win. Um, and DC crushes on TV, so let's. Like, be let me, yeah. I am excited. <laughs> I do like the idea of like a really fit, attractive person, but it just kind of smells fishy, and so the people just call him the penguin, <laughs> or has oh, the yeah. weird facial scars. And yeah, stuff. Like, there's so much going on it's, in that character design. It could totally be the like look fairer, feel fouler moment for the penguin, and like that could have been really cool. <laughs> he does have a little bit of a. Uh, a limp a waddle though which is kind of yeah cool, actually yeah but yeah he was and definitely he the kind of the, of the humor things. of the film yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i kind of wish it was like the the only other thing that and like this is really getting into the weeds on the nitpicking because like writing a good mystery is really really hard 
but I kind mm-hmm. of wish the riddles, like the riddles, Riddler's actual riddles were something we as the audience were like given a chance to play along with because I kind That's of felt a pet like, peeve of mine. yeah, well, like, uh, and they kind of did a thing where the first one is like, there's an anagram code thing where it's like the number of letters in the answer is in a thing that Batman looks at, but we don't really get to see. And that's how he gets the like the I, like I lie still and not like he lies still or whatever other million variations of that wording you could land on. And I just feel like anytime you do like word games like that, it's just it's so hard for the audience to participate. Yeah, because like even in like I, I watched a lot of uh, Batman movies leading up to this, but it's like the the Schumacher ones you can figure out the riddles and read them like you have time to think about it before they say the answer as well like even if it's just like them reading the question out loud and you seeing it at the same time like you have at least like 30 seconds to play along (laughs) and and I I kind of liked the like rat with wings thing is like a very complicated you got to fit this to like fit every character in the movie but it was like the answer is a falcon a falcon like, is like falcon. Like the guy. Yeah, well, I know the guy is a rat with wings, way. but I was like, but a falcon is not a rat with wings. And for no, like the third person to finally be like, could it be Batman? And no one thought of that yeah. earlier. It was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't bother me. I was I was it's, fine it's with very it. It's a couple different variations. It's, it's no, like, I was like, this is yeah, totally yeah, me yeah. nitpicking it because I actually think in the context of the story, like the Riddler's plot made more sense than anything and like anything in any of the Nolan films, which were also trying to be like clue to clue following, and I felt like never quite added up. I did feel like this one really did. Like it was it was there was a mystery to unfold. And I yeah. like that there, that we found out later there was like this deeper mystery, you know, like with the the carpet tool and like all this other stuff. Like mm. it wasn't just these, well, these then, first ones and it's great red herring writing to have like the riddler doesn't actually know the thing about batman's dad hiring falcone to go after the reporter but that's the thing that unravels bruce that he finds from the mystery and yeah. i thought that was great and it does kind of get shrugged off i'm like thomas wayne the like that's any way you try to spin that he sent a crime lord to threaten a reporter it's not a good look not a good look. <laughs> I mean, so this might be like reading into it like a lot, but I guess I was like interpreting that like Falcone over- owed him a favor because he like helped him out when he had a medical emergency. So like, that's why he asked him to do that. But like, I don't know but, why like, you would trust so him. I have no idea why you would trust him. Like, You don't ask Alfred who clearly knows like jujitsu to go rough him up. You're going to send like, yeah. the crime lord. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm going to give Thomas Wade a little more credit here. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Like I think, like you said, like when you see how it all like unfolds, like it it works. I it works. So, where and and I, Jake, you can finish that thought. But then, where the the follow up to this is, what comes next? Like, where do you hope this goes? The next film takes to the TV show. Uh, yeah. Like, where do you hope this goes? Mm-hmm. I hope they don't try very hard to integrate it with the other DCU. I think that's no going to be very tempting. Yeah. Well, and, so there's a well, it, thank you. There's a fun little Easter egg that with though, where the the kid in the red hoodie who like mm-hmm. is part of the like uh skelet, skelet, skeleton mask gang or whatever it is at the beginning, Joker gang. They're like clowns, yeah. yeah. I thought they were supposed to be like Joker gang. 
thought it was Halloween. It's it's whatever. Either uh, way, yeah, makeup, whatever. The one with this like that's kind of like the, the karate face. kids. Yeah. So he got <laughs> cast as Tim Drake in the Titans TV show in DC, oh. separately from this movie. Hmm. But he is now playing Robin in a DC property yeah, right yeah. now. So yeah, like, Bigfoot Kid. He told uh, me about that actually. Yeah, kind of fun. Uh, that's fun. I like that. I mean, I'm uh, there's ways that they could do it, like, but I I just I think it would be very tempting to integrate it with the rest of the DCU. But I think Batman works really well as a loner character in his own universe. And like, doesn't need like we, I would love to see Robin or Batgirl. Or I want a bad family. Characters. I love the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Families. I love, I like Robin is one of the things I would love to see in a future movie that was on my list as well. But like, I don't need Superman, Wonder Woman, the flash, whatever. No. Like, they, especially with Flashpoint coming up, I don't trust them to not integrate whatever the hell they want. But it, and then they could even just do things where they maybe like Flash or replace some characters with ones from other universes, maybe. But like, I don't know. I don't want it to get too mixed up in it. My wish list is just like villains I want to see in this take on Batman. Like that's that's really like yeah, just just new villains is also bring, like bring in the weirder ones. Like I I feel like I, I love Schwarzenegger, but like we've never really gotten like a true. Mr. Freeze. I would I would love to see like a dark gritty take that. on Mr. Freeze. Yeah, now everything's flooded too. So I mean ice oh, everywhere. Shit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you <laughs> I never think know. Mr. Freeze is such a scary villain. Like that could yeah. really be done well. Well, but but it's a it's it's like a sympathetic villain though, because he's like a nerdy scientist and it's like a romance that goes wrong. Oh, like it's yes. such a great tragic character. Um yes. I know yeah, that th this is I, I was like uh, Googling a picture of Mr. Freeze to like think like who could be good actors. And this came up that maybe Giancarlo Esposito, who's like, you know, Gus from Breaking Bad. And I was oh, like, oh, my God. My, my, my choice <laughs> is, uh, is is William Jackson, Jackson Harper, uh, Cheaty from The Good Place, who's like done. <laughs> oh. He can play the nerdy scientist really well. And he yes, just he did can. that Love Life show. And he's like such a great romantic lead. Like, oh, I was yeah. Like, okay. He would be so fun to see and he's like ripped all the time anyway. he also so looks like, like a he can play a very good like sad puppy face as well like that's why yeah. like, as a tragic <laughs> villain would be really fun to see him we do need, it. Um, i yeah those are both good my top would be ryan gosling as mr freeze oh that'd be fun Whoa. that'd be good too that'd be good yeah. too. So, like that's internal like performance like uh drive you know and uh mm -hmm. you oh. you buy into the his eyes and the love interest and all that. And I just, oh, man. he's, he's my absolute. Like where all the love interests. I think you Ryan Gosling to play Two-Face then. Cause like you would oh, like, yeah, that would be good too. such a yeah. good Harvey Dent to fall in love with. And I would love for them to do some stuff in the second movie where they start setting up characters like Harvey Dent or um, I don't like Barbara I, Gordon or things like that, that they can bring in movie three and like pay off in. I think that would be like super cool. I also feel like it's it's all the things that that got ruined by that one Schumacher movie. It's like Robin, Mister Freeze, and Poison Ivy is another one. Poison that like, Ivy. I feel like there's been all these fun takes on her recently as like an eco warrior, and I was like, you could do like a young college kid that like get get the girl who plays like Cheryl Blossom in Riverdale or something, and like oh, you could you could make it so much fun, like. That would be really fun. Oh, this is, this is my wish list for, for the like girl who I'd plays do. Misty from Yellow Jackets would also make a great yeah. Poison Ivy. <laughs> I, I just feel like there's a chance to kind of like reinvent like the really supernatural weird villains that aren't just like you know uh, just grounded serial killer thing is really cool. I just feel like that was kind of like what we got through all the Nolan thing and kind of like turns batman villains into like what modern day terrorists look like and that's all really fun it was it was wild to watch it in this movie 
but like I I want some weird mysticism Batman nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if if like Freeze, just say he stole some Wayne tech or something, and uh, was able to you know, or he obviously he can come up with his own stuff. But yeah, as as much as I would love to see you know Clayface or Man Bat or those those dudes, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it has to be in some sort of grounded nature. But you can do you can push things a little bit. But yeah, yeah Lauren, I'm with you. No crossover. I just want it to be its own deal, you know, and just stand alone. Not even, uh, well, I was going to say Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, but then they, we get a hint of another Joker. Would you uh, want, like, in, crossovers in from the spinoffs? Like, this shows, this movie is getting two spinoff shows itself. So, like, I assume yeah, the shows are going to yeah, bring back into, like, the next movie. Definitely expand the world. Um, it's still its own thing, uh, but it enriches everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely excited to, like, spend time hanging out in this gotham in this batman universe like I, yeah, i'm excited absolutely. for all these shows but i do, i think it will be good for it to stay in its own bubble let me ask you this if you were to get a show that stayed in this world but did not follow one of the primary characters you just saw Ooh. um then what would that show be hmm Barbara Gordon. I mean, like, yeah, I, I was think like, that, honestly, uh, like, Jeffrey Wright a was so, show, yeah. But but Jeffrey Wright was so good in this. Like, I think that you make it his daughter. That like that spinoff. Like, that'd be a show I would watch. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, Batgirl or Robin is is like one that I would really like. And I think like Batgirl does operate a lot more independently for a long time. So like that might work better. But yeah, there's stuff with the. I wonder if you could spin off more villains. Like you already have a penguin show. So like, who knows who they'll throw into that? Like they can get so many like mob characters and you can bring in scarecrow well, the, too. the GCPD show. I heard is kind oh. of shifted into an Arkham show. So like, I was just thinking that an Arkham villains. show of anything like that would be really cool. Like, because then you can kind of really dig into really weird Batman villains, I think, cause you don't have to stick with them for too long. You know, like a three episode TV arc with somebody like, who's the, what's the like mannequin man? Like, you know, like the little dummy guy. The, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's like a ventriloquist dummy, you know, yeah. like this little mobster or whatever. Like, something like that would only work like in a TV show. <laughs> like, do you think they would read? I, I keep thinking about this with the Arkham show is like, that's the intro to like the Harley Quinn character. Do you think that's something that they'll recast for this universe? Because Margot Robbie's just so good at that part. Definitely. Like, I think know. they should. I, I love Margot I Robbie if, and Harley, but they should recast. But that's all like, I, I, I kind of agree, but I'm also like, does that mean she can't get any more movies? Because no, that kind of sucks too. Like, <laughs> I, I need this to be the Harley verse where it's literally the same Harley. This is just a variant. So Margot Robbie still plays there Harley. We there we go. There we go. They can do it. Yes, uh, that's why I'm like, we're not bound to normal rules anymore, movie rules, because it's full on superhero rules. <laughs> and, and they, hasn't DC said that they've like they're they're playing with the like this is Earth whatever, and they they have Earth their own universe oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely think that um, Margot Robbie can have can still be Harley Quinn, just in that in that kind of Flashpoint universe. You know, it's a little bit more comic booky. This one, that's why I like the Nolan trilogy too. Mm-hmm. It's just its own thing. Why yeah. can't well, we do that with this, but then expand it to HBO Max? And I will say, isn't Keaton coming back for Flashpoint too as Batman? Yeah. Like, is something I heard? Like, mm-hmm. it's getting all weird. <laughs> the Margot Robbie one is, is tough weird. though because she's going to draw such. She would draw such direct comparisons all the time. 
I, I, I don't, I don't know how you would have to have a very amazing performance to immediately separate the two and not she's just a bonafide star. Like yeah. why yeah. not just let her keep, but we're, like getting she's... A, but we're getting a new Joker We're we, I mean, yeah. obviously we have a new Batman. Everybody's comparing the Batman. So sure. it's, you mm-hmm. know, so we're going to, it's a little easier not... to break up with Ben Affleck though. all right uh okay we have a few more minutes we're we're, uh we're almost at time but we had a couple questions we didn't get through and i have a feeling some of you will have some uh some things you want to throw out because we haven't talked about uh any of the comics we haven't talked about animated but we also haven't talked about i have a question on here about best bat toys now do you mean like bat do you mean gadgets, Lauren, or do you? Yeah, mean, that's like... a better way to say it. Okay, because, <laughs> but it, it yeah. would include like any of the you know uh, belt accessories, cars, Not our planes. toys, his toys. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what I realized <laughs> when I was reading it. The wonderful toy. <laughs> the funny thing is, this is a group that could talk about toys, but yeah. I was yeah. like the Kenner action figures all the way. But <laughs> we'll stick with gadgets, though. Uh, actually, okay, okay that one's actually yeah. a really fun one. So, uh, and any gadget tech. So this doesn't have to be relegated to this film. This can be anything you've seen: animated film, comic book, etc. What's like your favorite piece of Batman kit? Jeez. I'll throw out from from this movie, and maybe it's recency bias, but I did think the the contact thing that he invented is pretty cool. And it is like a different way to like think of why he would be such a good detective. Like if you could actually play back everything that you see like that, it would make such a difference. You know, it's a little black mirror, but like it's cool. (laughs) I mean, just like movie wise, though, like Bale had the best gadgets. Like Bale had the coolest. He had, toys. A, he had a guy in a chair building all of his stuff. He had he had a whole department. Like yeah, thanks, Alfred. No. Um. Uh, yeah, I would say the the bat grapple is like the signature, uh, my favorite piece of bat tech across any Batman, um, animated or otherwise. Yeah, his signature. I mean, that's how he gets around. It's a weapon, uh, but then also um, a, another one. I would say. <laughs> What's that? Shark repellent. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the bat shark repellent. Um, I like uh in the in the Dark Knight trilogy, the fir- or it would be the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight. Was it in Rises? I can't I think it was just the Dark Knight, where he has the bombs, like the sticky bombs in that mm. gun that was from the back of his belt. Uh yeah. the tactical kind of espionage, and he's able to dismantle the building and all that. I mean, that was sick. So I love yeah. that. Yeah, in fairness, that's a good montage. I, bombs. I will say, mm-hmm. I love the idea of like a bat grappling hook, but then I imagine it would just rip my wrist like clean apart from my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, this goes back to the cartoon, but I always loved it when like Batman was like, I'm going to go against Mr. Freeze and it's going to be sub zero temperatures. So I built this very specific bat suit I will use only once. That will like save me That's from bougie. this one yeah. very specific condition. Yeah. But he had like fifty of them. Like there was a chest of like just different bat suits that were like one use only. Yeah, and then only, he's not, only the next Batman time, like, could do that. And then he's like, oh, next time he fights Mister Freeze, immediately grabbing that bat suit, he just shows up in the regular one. Right, right. It's like it's I don't know. It's like I feel like they build Spider Man like a space suit for the, like the two times he goes to space, or like I don't know. Marvel does it all the time. They're like, fine, you need no. a dark dimension suit. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did only suit, just though. use chicken soup, though, in the animated series. Like, he pulled the yeah. chicken soup from his belt and 
<laughs> Only when yeah. it's cold. <laughs> Chicken Snoop from his cold, dark soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, we're we're at the end. I'll let each one of you have one more chance. Is there anything else you want to add to the discussion before we close it? Lauren, you can go first. Okay. Any, anything that you left unsaid? Yeah, I think like we should shout out like all the villain performances because like we talked a lot, a lot, a lot about Batman, but like every all three, uh, four villains killed it really. Like Zoe Kravitz, amazing. Paul Dano, amazing. Colin Farrell, amazing. And John Turturro, amazing. Like I, they all really did a good job. They brought like new new versions to the, these characters that were really fun and like just awesome all around. Good job. They they did great. <laughs> I love Paul Dano. Ugh. All right, Colin, I'm throwing yeah, it to you next. So good. Your last thing you want to get in there. Jeez, I totally agree with you, Lauren. Um, mm-hmm. Man, oh, that's so tough. Why well, you got to throw it to me right now? Uh, I, I guess uh, <laughs> comic comic book or graphic novel. I was kind of curious as to what you're into. Uh, I'm reading oh, sure. Batman, Batman White Knight right now, mm-hmm. and that is just, it's a phenomenal read. I mean, it's a great story. The illustrations are excellent, and so I just love it. So wanted to see what you guys are are into as far as the Batman graphic novels. I've or your favorite I'm sure comics. Way less graphic novels for Batman than you have, I'm sure. But I mean, I, the, the Jeff Love Tim Sale team that did like Long Halloween, Dark Victory, which yeah. Long Halloween obviously being an inspiration here. They they yeah. also wrote um a Catwoman storyline called One in Rome that's kind of like the only mm-hmm. one where she is Falcone's implied daughter and like I don't know, any team they they did a team up. There was there's one I have on my shelf that I always go back to every once in a while. It's like a Neil Gaiman one called uh, Whatever Arkham Happened oh, sorry, no, to no, the no, Cape Crusader. That's kind of about all the villains attending Batman's funeral. Um, bit of an interesting read, but mm-hmm. kind of kind of a different one. Um, I was going to go for a really weird one because that I knew neither of you would say is uh, Arkham Asylum by Dave McKean, which I is like really so weird pretty. illustrations and very very different comic book and it's just it's more from like the joker's perspective that's like a really cool weird one to check out and then i think like in relation to this movie year one is like also another big influence that i also think influenced the art style of this movie a lot like kind of reminded me of like how 300 the comic related to that movie where it's like all these extreme shadows and stuff are how that is drawn and like the red and black color palette is also straight from that so i think that that's like that definitely was like on my mind after yeah. watching this. Yeah, and most def- most definitely. And uh, so Lee Bermejo is one of my favorite artists as well as uh, for the Batman and superheroes Marvel. Uh, but the the suit is definitely inspired by Bermejo's design for Batman. So yeah. go look go look back at that. It's really really good. The collar okay, in this cool, movie yeah. on that suit. Yeah, the so collar cool. is red. Like, I that love was that. Such a yeah. fun little touch. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake, this is it. This is you. You you have the last word. Yeah, I, I, I just say I'm, I'm really glad I did like this movie so much because it seems like we're going to get spinoffs and more of them till the end of time. Yeah. So <laughs> whether I want it or like not, it. we're getting more of it. <laughs> I think that that happened, though, because this movie is so good. Like, I don't know if all of that would be happening if this yeah. wasn't such a home run. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. with the DC Marvel way of doing this where Marvel seems to be doing TV shows that are building up to movies as where DC seems to be saying this movie did really good. Let's do a spinoff. And I can't really knock either one because I'm liking the Marvel shows and I, I loved Peacemaker. So yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was so well done. And the fact that it was made during COVID and all the lockdowns yes. and the delays and stuff and just how they did it is a monumental 
achievement Sorry, in my you, eyes. You're talking about the chicken soup bit, and my thought was Peacemaker would make this canon. Like Peacemaker <laughs> would go ahead and like get it into the live action space. So, um, I yeah. Uh, anyway, 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 we're not here to spoil that. Okay. Uh, thank you all. That's it uh, for this set of the film. We will have more of these. Uh, they'll become more frequent. It's going to happen. We swear we're not going to take the next two years off. We've just got over that. Um, but for We've all things, Doctor Strange coming, if nothing else. I know if nothing else. <laughs> but of all for all things uh, Master of One related, you can check us out at M of One dot network. You can also um, you'll find our links there, so you can uh, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. The big thing you should do, if you're not here right now, you should go to twitch.tv slash podcast. You should follow the show. And uh, if you love the content, you should subscribe to the show. And here's a little top tip. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free subscribe you get to use every single month. So you can go, just go and drop us that. And uh, we give you all of our thanks. Uh, we record every Monday and Thursday. You're going to find something on Twitch. Uh, in maybe even a bit more than that, and we've got a lot of awesome, awesome content playing. I want to real quick give each one of you one more time to, uh, uh, you know, a chance to tell people where they can find you. Lauren, where can people find you? I'm at Not Cool Co. Everywhere, very easy. Great. Uh, anything coming up, by the way? That's like you're showing your. You said Gallery 1988. Yeah, we uh, both Colin and I are in a show, Gallery 1988. That will be. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version, this will have just have happened, so you can find the pieces online. But if you live in LA, you can go on this Saturday. Uh, I don't know what date that is because I'm bad at math right now. <laughs> I think the 19th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, Colin actually has a Batman piece coming up for the show. So that's imagine cool. that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, Our buddy Kate Carlton's also in it. So great. That's going to be really cool. So check that out. Uh, Colin, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Art by Colin uh, with two L's uh, on Instagram. That's my main spot. And then artbycolin.com. Uh, you can hit up my shop, buy some art, and Batman stuff. Batman stuff. Yeah. Any of that stuff. And then, Jake, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm at uh, foolishgents.com. You can find links to my films and, and watch stuff there. Uh, or at foolishgents is on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, and real quick, uh, uh, pitch, uh, not pitch, but um, plug your latest short film. Oh, yeah. So I uh, last year, this spring, uh, it's spring of last year, I, I made a short film that is a fan film for what we do in the shadows called The Newly Dead. That is about a group of young vampires trying to survive the pandemic in a different borough of the what we do in the shadows universe. Oh, I love it. OK, that's great. Uh, but thank you all for being here. That is it for us. And that is it for after the film. We will see you next time.